I want to send that message to pursuers too. It's like, that is not a bad part of you. Mm-mm, that energy no. that you feel is actually really attractive and really kind of draws people to you, probably serves lots of good functions in some ways. Probably the reason you have the job you have or the work mm-hmm. you, I mean, it, it's lots and lots of good things. This, this is, is the Connecting, Connecting Couples Podcast with The, the Real Emhoffs. I'm Angela Emhoff. And I'm Chad Emhoff, and we're in the second in our series around dating your partner, dating your spouse. And we're going to talk a little bit about pursuers and kind of how that pursuer energy might show up, not only in the fade of kind of like when when we kind of fade out of our dating uh, habits and, and, and why that might be a part of it, but also in how we can engage and how we can kind of build on and utilize that pursuer energy in a really healthy way to nurture our relationship, to grow our relationship and work on the bond and the dating life that we can have inside our marriage. We've talked a little bit about pursue-withdraw cycles, and I don't know that we've really emphasized this, but for the most part, a lot of those tendencies show up the most in distress. When there isn't really distress, we have more flexibility in our relationship. We're able to assume positive intent. For the most part, we can get along. We can show up for one another. We are able to share our deeper selves and ask our partner to respond. I mean, these are things that we can do when we're in really good places. The distress is what kind of triggers a lot of those protective tendencies, which is where you get to see pursuers start to be anxious or start to become critical or start to panic and think that they need to kind of manage things. Same for withdrawers. Withdrawers, they they can stay engaged for the most part unless it gets distress and something says, hey, I need to get out of this or I need to give this some space. And we're going to get into withdrawers in the next episode. So for this one, we really want to talk about pursuers. Early on in the dating relationship, you don't see a whole lot of criticism and control. You see fun, energy, adventure, all the great things that attracted you to your pursuer. (laughs) I got to say, and I'm married to one, I like pursuers. in a healthy space yeah. when things are good. They have that energy that have that kind of bubbly, vivacious, good stuff going on. And, and that really is attractive. I mean, that really is kind of like the best part of it. And so really, how do we get back to that place? That's kind of the question. It's like, how do we utilize that again? Not to say that we can't show up for each other in times of distress that we've talked a lot about that, but really what we're talking about here is how do we get back to a spot where we're dating? It's funny Angela, because if we start to alter what we do, so we're saying, hey, be more intentional, spend maybe three times a week with your partner and go out and do something, be intentional about how you date and how you show up with one another. As soon as I say that, as soon as I say that, pursuers and withdrawers, threat detection system goes, Uh oh, we're about to change something. I'm going to have to do something. How's this going to go? Yeah. And so it really is, it's a weird thing because even if we want to alter something for the positive, it's hard not to have our kind of alarm bells go off. And if alarm bells go off for a pursuer, what happens? I start to get anxious. I start to kind of overmanage. I start to go, okay, how can I solve this problem? And what do I need to tell my partner to do so that this becomes better? Right. Which honestly is probably going to kick us into a little bit of a cycle. (laughs) 
<laughs> because you're going to be over there telling me what I right. need to do to engage with you. So the reason we wanted to break down two episodes, one on Pursuer and one on Withdrawers, is because we know that what we're asking you to do brings something back that you used to do and maybe that has faded. It probably faded for a reason. Natural things came up in your life and in your for relationship. Sure. And we can't just dive right in and say, Pursuers, go on more dates. What that really says is like, plan more dates and make your withdrawer go with you or something like that. <laughs> and if we start shuffling the deck like that, who knows yeah. what we're going to get. And sometimes yeah. a pursuer will say, well, I already planned the dates. He just won't go or however. Yeah, Here we yeah. go. Yeah. So before we kind of tackle what we want a pursuer to do and what we want you to consider, I want for just a second to paint the picture of a pursuer entering the dating world, right? Entering a relationship with somebody that ends up being their committed long-term partner. So here I am. Chad and I have been honest about the fact that we both have been divorced. And so I'm divorced. I've taken some time to heal. That's what I did. There were a few people I dated in between that it just didn't work out. It wasn't the right fit. And in between that, I was still in therapy, still going to celebrate recovery, still working on myself. In grad school, you guys heard kind of how we met in our beginning series. We met and started dating. And early on, I was like, I like this guy. He's fun. We like music. We love Jesus. There were just some things that fit. We both care about others. We want to invest in other people's marriages. There were some no-brainers that made this relationship work well. But if I'm really honest, now that I understand pursuers and withdrawers, now that I understand how this works, there was a little bit of a self-involved view. And it looked like this. I know what I like and I know what I want and I want to invite this guy that I'm meeting into my space. I want to invite him into my dream, my fantasy, my future that's going to include children and a house and a trip to Disney World. Why don't you join me? I've got it all planned out. That was kind of the vision, right? So he asked. And it kind of sounds good, yeah. Angela. I mean, yeah. And I, so I almost feel bad, like I don't want to imply that pursuers are selfish or self-involved. That is not the goal at all. I want to give pursuers some credit. We know what we like. Yeah. We also know what keeps our anxiety down, even if we can't verbalize it or identify it. I have a pretty good idea of what restaurants I like and which restaurants I don't like. I have a pretty good idea of what events I like. I like bowling. It's inside. It's cool. I don't like putt-putt golf. I get bit by mosquitoes, and there's lots of them at putt-putt golf. <laughs> <laughs> All the water, probably. Somebody should have rethought that. Anyway, yeah, yeah. go no, ahead. Go ahead. Not a dig against putt-putt. It's a lot of fun. My daughter loves it. But there is this idea that even early on, if I wasn't controlling or if I wasn't critical, Chad might say, where do you want to go to dinner? And I usually would have an opinion about it. Yeah. Or he would say, hey, do you want to do this event? And I would usually say, oh, yes or no, that's comfortable. And so with, in a subtle way, there was probably already some tendencies showing up. But because we were in love, falling in love, had the romance going, assumed positive intent, were still curious how it was going to play out, those interactions didn't turn into cycles. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of something somebody said once, like early on you have that PEA, it's phenylethylamine, which kind of makes you care a little bit less. Like, so it kind of allows us to date and kind of put up with each other for a year or two. Chad's like, I like pop-up, but, but oh, I guess yeah. I won't do it. I don't care. We can go <laughs> golf. Or, or, but same with you. I mean, yeah. you're kind of yeah. like, oh, well, I'll go eat Chinese food when I don't really want it tonight, but I can do it. Yeah, okay. It's okay. It kind of like lets you, but it's yeah. funny once you get married. 
that so part of that fade, yeah. even for a pursuer, is to say, oh, well, now I do care a little bit more, and now I do want it, and this is my house, and this is the way I want it. Yeah. And it kind of that energy comes back. And so it, it makes it hard. It does. It makes it hard to live in a small space together, especially if it kind of becomes, Yeah. I don't know. I want to say, I don't want to say that withdrawers become lazy or pursuers, but it's like we, we stop the effort. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh, this is my space, and this is how I want it. And, and now the effort's kind of gone to say, I'm going to include or, or allow our, our conversations, our relationships. I think like for that. me, and I can't speak for all pursuers because I know everyone has their own unique experience with how they feel and how they experience that energy that comes online. But if I think about the progression of our dating, and I think about early on when I did have this fun, adventuristic kind of energy, let's do exciting things. I'll bring the plans to the table. You'll come along yeah. On, on my plans. Yeah, yeah. Even occasionally, he would be like, I want to. I shared with him the bands I liked, which were more like rock and, and pop, pop music. Yeah. And he was like, I like country music. Let's go to these other places. So there was this part of me it's that thought. Classic rock, too. But yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. It's not my favorite, but you can convince me to go to a few country bands that you like. And I loved it. I'm a Zach Brown band fan now because we he took me to this concert and it was really really cool. That was a fun date too, by yeah. the way. When I decided, I know I'm thinking of more fun to drive <laughs> my car into a mud hole and we got stuck and had to get it pushed out by a bunch of cowboys. Good time. At any rate, we got out though. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I thought I don't like this, but I like him, and so I'm going to do some things that I don't like because yeah. I want to kind of see how this plays out. But then. As the relationship gets more committed, we get married. Now we're together. I don't want to do that. That's not something that I like to do. Why would you even ask me? You know, you... <laughs> do you even know me? <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like we're talking about I something. I know. Yeah. It gets into this space where you lose some sort of, I don't know, maybe courtesy for the other person's yeah. likes and wants and even feelings. And that's the, the hardest part about what we lose in relationship. I I am so sad when a couple comes in to one of our offices and said, we've fallen out of love. Yeah. I just think, oh, I'm, I hate that for them because I know what it looks like for this effort to slowly fade and for you to forget why you like your partner in the first place, which is why we really felt like this was an important kind of series to bring in to just remind couples, you chose each other, you love yeah. each other, you want each other. Let's take a little bit of time remembering some of those really important things we did, attitudes we had about a positive intent and curiosity towards our partner. And so if, we, if we're, you know, this is the episode about pursuers. So we talk about that fade where early on, maybe I wasn't so critical because I was just trying to get to know you. And there was a lot that I thought, oh, I can, I can, Oh, I can overlook that. That's okay. That's not a deal breaker. I hear a lot of people who I work <laughs> with not a deal breaker. who are dating like, is that yeah. a deal breaker or not? No. But then we get married and all of a sudden you put two people in a small space and they just start to rub every now and then. You didn't put the toilet paper back on the roll. That's a jerk move. Or <laughs> yeah. you, you know, we show a funny video in our marriage conferences about funny things couples fight about. And they're usually things like how you roll the tube of toothpaste or whether or not you put the forks face up or face down in the dishwasher or these little things that early on you overlook, but then 
the further you get into your relationship become the very things you're fighting over because now they mean something different. And now all you do is possibly point out what's wrong or bring negativity and you forget that positive side of it. And so we really just wanted to take some time for pursuers, one, to honor that energy, that activated energy that comes online really is good. It has done incredible things for your relationship. I would say one of the number one things that it did was attracted your partner to you. And it is attractive. I mean, honestly, it's like, it, I want to send that message to pursuers too. It's like, that is not a bad part of you. Mm-mm, that energy no. that you feel is actually really attractive and really kind of draws people to you, probably serves lots of good functions in some ways, probably the reason you have the job you have or the work. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's lots and lots of good things. So we're not trying to give that a hard time by any means. We're just trying to see if we can focus it and kind of re-engage it in a way that really is useful for the relationship right now. our goal also is not to talk pursuers out of being pursuers or nope. talk withdrawers into being pursuers or out of being withdrawers. Yeah. We're not saying change your position or your tendency. What we really want you to do is be able to acknowledge what those tendencies are, why they come up, but also remember some of the things you used to do that were also really good for the relationship. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. So for a pursuer, that energy that shows up, especially around dating, that's what we're talking about, right? Like, yeah. we've got this energy. We want to go on a date. You're sitting over there saying, I've got a plan. I love this question already. And I don't <laughs> even know it. I know it's coming. Oh, my gosh. Well, what I, I, what's what's under that? I mean, like, what's under that energy? This me? is, as you were about to ask this question, I could see where it was going. And this is what I want to say was a big thing. The energy was always there, yeah. but I used to maintain and manage it by myself. Yeah. So I think about our friend George Fowler, and he coined the term COCO, which is co-regulating that emotion and co-creating that meaning. Mm-hmm. We do that in a relationship. We've talked about it before in this podcast. Before we really had a committed relationship, before we were married, I wasn't co-regulating my emotion. As a matter of fact, I was pretty sure that I was too emotional or had too much or was too much. And so I did my best to keep that tucked in. Tuck that energy in. <laughs> didn't want Keep you to tight. see it. I didn't want to run you off. Like emotional spanks or something. Right? <laughs> no. Is that right? No. Yeah, like you hold it. <laughs> Tuck it all it's in. Control top. That's <laughs> yeah, what yeah. that was. Um, you learn about that after you get married, not before. <laughs> but I remember even thinking before we would go on a date, yeah. I would worry, is it going to go okay? And so I would plan out, okay, I need the right outfit. I need to smell my right. My hair needs to be right. I want to make sure, like, I'm going to go to the bathroom after we eat to check my teeth. I'm going to have a mint so if we kiss it goes well like there was a lot of it's a lot of thinking man. personal energy <laughs> for the night to go well but yeah. I was managing myself more than I was managing you yeah and then when we get married and now you're with me all the time I can't go and hide that that's yeah. the thing. That's the great thing and the scary thing about marriage is now you see me change my outfit five times before we go to church Sunday morning. Or now you see... Before we do a podcast sometimes. <laughs> you never know. It's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, now you see some of what that energy does yeah. to me individually. The good part, this is the, the bonus of a relationship, is you can say, hey, that outfit looks good. You don't need to change it. Or, hey, your hair looks nice. I like it when you wear it down like that. Or you can add these little elements that I used to have to manage by myself yeah. that I now don't have to manage. But 
in the early days, you didn't see any of that. I didn't see the energy. You no. kind of, and, it, and all that energy was really directed inward. Yeah. Right? So that's there is a difference there then. Yeah. It's like, and, and I'm asking you like, And what? then it shifts, we get married, and now you're the problem. Well, or... or <laughs> I hate that I'm or, saying it that no, way. No, I don't, I don't even know if that's true. Because yeah. I'm, you're saying, I really need this to be perfect or else. Mm, I love the way you word that. Yes. Like, in my mind, I could make, you know, that fantasy I shared, which is you're going to come into my story, yeah, right? Yeah, my yeah. storyline is we fall in love, we live happily ever after, we go to Disney World. I don't know why that's the ending. But <laughs> maybe let's go to Hawaii instead. Um, but there's this happy ending. And if it yeah. goes wrong, we have to bring this up because I said this when we were dating and it was a really funny... It won't be my fault is <laughs> what you said. a line I said. <laughs> if this goes wrong, it won't be my fault. Because... That only speaks to how hard I was working yeah. to try to make this go right. right. I mean, right. that's what that energy is of a pursuer is. I want us to both have the best experience possible. I must make this work. I must make this work. And so yeah. early on, I was worried that I would run you off or that I would be the problem. And so I managed myself. But right. now that we're together, I know what I'm bringing to the table. Yeah. Now I'm worried that... That you're going to have to stay in this. Well, it makes me a little <laughs> bit sad because yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you're over there as the pursuer. You're doing all of this work internally. You kind of have all these plans. Yeah. And then you you see this withdrawer. And it I'm not knocking withdrawers right now. But they're not. I mean, and, and I'll, I'm, a, I'm a withdrawer. But I'm not really putting a, a, just a ton of like major thought. <laughs> I'm like, I, wait a minute. Not to Pursuers <laughs> know this about you with but, drawers. But that's what I'm saying. Like we're not, you are not working as hard as we are. So then you go, should I look inward? And you're like, no, I'm putting lots of thought into what I'm doing. <laughs> and then you look outward and you're like, that guy's just sitting on the couch in his gym shorts still. I better tell him to do some stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, but then that energy comes out. Yeah. And then you don't get, then, then it does confirm kind of some of your own yeah. bad beliefs about yourself. And then here's the other thing that it does to the relationship. If we're talking about the, that early dating versus where the fade comes. He used to be the guy I tried really hard for. Now I'm sending him this message that he's the one ruining our relationship, basically. Or like, or date night, at least. At Even least if it's date not that night, bad. right? Yeah. Just yeah. date. You're making date nights bad. That message isn't, yeah. I want to go on a date with you, or I want you, or I want to be with you. That message is, why would I want to be with you? You're not even making an effort. And yeah. it also, the message I'm receiving is potentially... You're not worth making an effort. Yeah, for, which is the something. hardest message to hear or, or feel. Yeah. And so that's why this is a, a valuable topic to consider is how that energy shifts, what it does to the relationship, where it was before, right? Withdrawers yeah. can go, wait a minute, this isn't the person I was dating. She used to be fun. Now she hates me. Fun no. and playful. Now she just tells me how <laughs> bad things are. Or something. Yeah. yeah, but I love the breakdown of that because what we're saying is, can we go back to considering not necessarily the amount of energy I was holding back? Because yeah. I do feel like there is this wonderful security that you now see all that I am. And yeah. you're like, okay, I'm not afraid of that. I love you. I appreciate it. Like yeah. yeah. But that I can not necessarily, like you're saying, that outward look for what's wrong, but maybe instead have this conversation about maybe what it would look like for us to go on a date and how much I want that date to go well. Yeah. So that brings us to our connect point. And we really do want to have 
a conversation around the intent of the pursuer, not just what we see sometimes, yeah. but, but kind of that deeper meaning that we just talked about. And so pursuers, I want you to take a minute and as this connect point goes, I want you to think about what is that energy? Is it like Angela that's saying, I just want to get this right. It's important that it's right. And so I put a lot of energy into making it right. I want to even specify this. You're using the word this to say, what am I trying to get right? When we plan a date night, the reason I want it to go well is because my, if I'm going to call it a fantasy or a hope is, I want to connect with you. Yeah. I want us to laugh. I want us to have a good time. I want us to get to see each other and be playful. And in my heart of hearts, my hope with all the energy I'm putting to it is that we are both going to have a great time. Yeah. When I can start to feel that it's not going to be great is when I start to... That energy, that, that anxiety, energy, that whatever. That chaos, yeah. that panic sets in. The sad part is that energy brings out criticism or this resentment or bitterness. You're not doing your part. You're mm -hmm, not going to, mm -hmm. you're going to spoil this, whatever that is, which sadly does the very thing that I don't want to have right. happen, which is end up ruining the night or ruining the event. And so we really want you pursuers first to say, I really am trying hard for us. And I can see how sometimes. I get nervous that it's not going to go well. And so I flip the script and start to become almost demanding or controlling, which yeah. isn't fun, but also withdrawers for you to be able to see. Uh, for the withdrawers, yeah. we really want them to be able to kind of engage and say, I see all the energy that you put into this and I want to show up. I don't necessarily know how, but I see it and I want to be there with you. Yeah. And I want to connect too. And so it's, it's a really straightforward connect point in some ways where the pursuer says, this is the energy. And the withdrawer says, man, I see the energy and I want to connect with you. Yeah. So if you guys would take some time to do that. Thanks so much for checking this out.